The Film Guide with Chris and Sam, part of the St. Albans podcast with Danny Smith. Hello and welcome along to another episode of the St. Albans Film Guide. It is Friday the spooky 13th of October 2023. <laughs> And we have another week of film discussion for you. Joining me today, of course, is our guide, Chris Aikman. Hello, Chris. Hello, Sam. And uh, we will be doing our regular slots and features, which is we'll start out with new to cinema. And now that we're coming in towards, you know, out of summer, there's a few more releases coming through. And then we'll have a look at new to streaming. And then we'll be traveling to South Korea and America for our Where To Next feature, for your Where To Next feature. And finally, of course, we'll have a look on free-to-air television and see what's kicking around for you to catch. You know, if you're just bopping around the house and you fancy watching a film, then uh, we'll get you some recommendations. Sounds good. Yeah, go for it. Okay, grand. So... New to cinema this week, we have got uh, a few films. As I as I say, we've got a few things coming out. So let's start with Smotherhood. Smotherhood. Okay. This is a sequel to Adam Deacon's crime comedy Anotherhood. Ah, uh, okay. Some otherhood. Some otherhood. Some otherhood. Yes. Okay. Uh, so yeah, uh, Anotherhood came out. Some years ago now, so it's been a little while for a for a sequel. Uh, but some otherhood features Adam Deacon and Adam Sapani as two friends looking to make it big in the crime world. Oh. And it's a uh, so it is a it is a comedy. It is a oh. crime comedy. <laughs> and if you watch the trailer, it features a whole host of cameos uh, from some of the likes of Jennifer Saunders, uh, Ed Sheeran's in there, but most notably, perhaps is former leader of the Labour Party, Jeremy Corbyn. Okay. I mean, okay. <laughs> so he cameos in the film. Mm. So it's possibly worth watching just for that, really. Yeah, maybe. It certainly has interested me. So I've not seen Another Hood. I was going to so say, perhaps I... we need to catch the first one. Yes. So I can't I can't comment on its, uh, on its quality. Um, but uh, some otherhood has been. I think. I think it was a pretty popular film when it came out. So this is sort of eagerly anticipated by some people. So okay, great, awesome. Okay, the next one coming out is Cassius X becoming Ali. Yes, this is a documentary on uh, Cassius Clay, how he basically fought to become Muhammad Ali. How we how we know him um, today as the world heavyweight. Boxing champion, one of the most famous sports people of all time, not just for his sporting prowess, which is undeniable, but also for his personality and um, sort of political outlook. And he stood up for what he believed in, did old uh, Muhammad. And he famously spent some time in prison because he refused to be drafted for the Vietnam War. And... Uh, yes, he was a man of um, deep principles. So it's, it's it's his story how he became, you know, turned from Cassius Clay to Muhammad Ali. Wow, interesting. Excellent. Okay. Uh, the next one we have is The Miracle Club. Slightly different from a documentary about one of the world's greatest boxers. So this is a film starring Laura Linney, Kathy Bates and Maggie Smith. We recently saw Kathy Bates in 
Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret, as Margaret's grandmother. She's uh, quite famous, mm. obviously, for her role in Misery, among other things. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yes, this is there's just one dream for the women of Ballygar to taste freedom, to win a pilgrimage to the sacred French town of Lourdes. This is three women who have a troubled past with one another, and they all set out on a, on a journey together, uh, sort of a religious journey to the uh, town of Lourdes. You're saying Ballygar? Yes. Is that set in Ireland then, is it? It, it is I- Irish, yes. So you've got Maggie Smith. Judging from the trailer, you've got at least Maggie Smith attempting an Irish accent. Um, yes. <laughs> I can't remember if Kathy Bates is doing it as well. But... You said attempting, so were you not convinced? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, everyone knows what Maggie Smith sounds like. Mm. It's one of the problems with that. She's got such a sort of distinctive um, mm. voice, but she she is pretty good at accents, though. She 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 won uh, her one of her Oscars for the Prime of Miss Jean Brodie, and also in her role as Professor McGonagall in the Harry Potter films, she's doing quite a subtle Scottish accent, which isn't uh, which is pretty good. Mm. So. She she has a decent history with accents from the, you know the British Isles and and so. Okay, well we'll have to watch to find out. We will indeed. All right. Well, moving on to again a very different film. Uh, this is Paw Patrol: The Mighty Movie. So, being a childless adult, I hadn't been aware that there was already a Paw Patrol movie called Paw Patrol the movie but this is wow. Paw Patrol the mighty movie mm. in which a magical meteor crash lands in Adventure City and gives the Paw Patrol pups superpowers transforming them into the mighty pups I mean like that's got a space element so I'm hooked already <laughs> and it's got dogs and dogs exactly dogs I don't know space. why you don't watch Paw Patrol more often Sam given I, your love of dogs this is true this is true um, I do watch. I've seen Bluey a few more. Yes. Than Paw Patrol, so I'm not adverse to watching a child's <laughs> TV program if it if it features a dog or, or more. Yeah, that's fair. Okay, excellent. Well, that's one for. Well, I don't know. It seems a bit early for half term. I'm not sure. I did think it was a bit of a strange because it's obviously they've missed summer, so mm. there's not you know the kids the kids are in school. Yeah, it, it will be half term. In a, a couple of weeks? Yeah, and like not till towards the end of October. So. Then, only just gone back, really. I don't know, yeah. Oh, well, but, you know. I don't know. They, they make these decisions. I'm sure they have a reason. Yeah. Okay, and finally, another another release, but this time a, a remaster, so not an original um, release, uh, but a 50th anniversary remaster of Mean Streets. Yes, this is Martin Scorsese's classic crime classic starring robert de niro and harvey keitel uh, scorsese turned 80 this year and he's still going strong because his film killers of the final moon is out next week and it's got rave reviews already and it's going to be a big one at the oscars and he seems to martin scorsese is a, a, a fascinating individual uh he was going to He's always been interested in, in cinema and stuff, but before becoming a film director, he was going to basically become a Catholic priest. He was going to sort of go into the seminary and, and and you know, the cinematic world would have been deprived of, of one of the greats of modern cinema. But, you know, what, arguably the greatest sort of uh, 
living film director. He's still going strong at 80 years old, but this is taking him back to his his third film, uh, which was his first film that uh, he worked with Robert De Niro for, and they're working together on Killers of the Flat Moon, and of course made uh, Taxi Driver and Raging Bull and all those sort of films. Um, they've worked together many times. Uh, the Irishman more recently. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's about a small-time hood who tries to keep the peace between his friend Johnny and Johnny's creditors. So, yeah, young Robert De Niro and Harvey Keitel. There. It's had its 50th anniversary remaster, so it's now showing in some cinemas. Uh, I've not actually seen Mean Streets. I, Scorsese, I've seen uh, sort of some of his... I've seen Goodfellas, I've seen Raging Bull, I saw The Irishman, but there's been there's whole gaps in his, his cinematic... Um, What's the one... The island one with uh, Shutter yeah. Island. Yeah, that one. Seen that? Yes, yes, I saw that. Yeah, um, but he's an interesting character because he's also very much he's a lover of cinema and he works very hard outside of his day to day job of, of producing and, and directing. He is very keen to restore classic movies, get these movies that would otherwise disappear and. and uh, preserve them and sort of keep them going so he's he's um yeah very much sort of involved in keeping the history of cinema alive um and he seems like a thoroughly nice and uh, funny individual so okay. good work marty <laughs> great well that is uh, a small selection of what's out in the cinema i'm sure there are some local releases as well um so check out your newspaper print no wait <laughs> check out your local listings online we've already done that joke so yeah yep uh and we'll be back in a moment with new to streaming just in case you forgot we're about to talk about new to streaming <laughs> <laughs> thanks for the reminder sam yeah no worries okay let's start out with netflix and this is a swedish horror comedy called the conference Yes, this is uh, new out on Netflix today. Uh, it's about a team building conference for municipal employees, which turns into a nightmare when accusations of corruption begin to circulate and plague the work environment. At the same time, a mysterious figure begins murdering the participants. Goodness gracious, there's a lot going on, <laughs> isn't there? <laughs> so it's a workplace sort of comedy, but also at the same time, there's murder and... It looks like it could be good fun. Yeah, and the Swede, the Swedish, uh, well, TV shows are typically quite good when it comes to sort it's of Scandi, like yeah, Scandi noir. Yeah, so yes. um, this could be yeah an interesting, interesting watch for sure. Yes, so that is out on Netflix today. Excellent. And over on Prime Video, we have a movie called The Burial. Yeah, this is this stars uh, Jamie Foxx and uh, Tommy Lee Jones in a based on true events. It's about a lawyer who helps a funeral home owner save his family business from a corporate behemoth, exposing a complex web of race, power, and injustice. Uh, so this has actually had some very good reviews uh, recently, and. Um, Several reviews that I read noting that it really gives... I mean, Jamie Foxx is an Oscar-winning actor. He won for uh, playing Ray Charles. and But occasionally, you know, more recently, he's done a lot of sort of Netflix um, sort of action films. 
and sort of comedies and stuff like not quite sort of um just sort of living up to his sort of acting potential that we we know he has but this one's actually been well reviewed for him as it being like a sort of good meaty role for for him to sort of get sink his teeth into so okay. it seems seems like a, a a very interesting courtroom drama as well which there was a there was a period of time in sort of like the i'd say the late 80s well into the 90s where courtroom dramas were basically all the rage mm-hmm. a lot of them were based on john grisham novels and so you got things like the firm and things like that and and a, you know a few good men and you all those sorts of things. You can handle the truth, Chris. I, I I cannot. You know this about me, and but you just don't get huge courtroom dramas have gone out of fashion. Like a lot of sort of movies, just made for adults, basically that aren't superhero films. So <laughs> I was going to say, I think the new courtroom drama is the multiverse. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but sometimes it's nice to just have a film that's contained. <laughs> What not across multiple universes? No, and time. time not frame. he's not. He, this this lawyer isn't linking it with other famous lawyers from across you know time and space. Oh, that is a good one though. Maybe we should do a multiverse courtroom drama. He okay. meets Atticus Finch from To Kill a Mockingbird, and yeah. Well, copyright that TM. Yep. yep. All right. Glad we could. Uh, sure, none of them work. are our characters, but we. It's the idea that counts. Literally, no one is writing original characters now. It's fine. Please. Cool. Okay. <laughs> we'll use this recording in the uh, future um, copyright trial. <laughs> yeah. Let's travel the world, Chris, shall we? I think we shall. And, well, we're going to be doing a bit of hopping around, aren't we? Because this movie is set in a couple of different locations, but is in part not in the English language, so fulfills your where to next criteria and we are going to be talking about a film called past lives yes so we saw this this is actually a very recent film came out earlier this year and we saw it at the cinema a novel thing in itself Mm. and it's it's had rave reviews it came out in the u.s a while back but we saw it last month I think yeah, it was not, not that long ago, and it's had rave reviews ever since it it came out. It premiered at the Sundance Film Festival in January of of this year, and it's even been talked about as being a potential sort of Oscar buzz. Okay, as um, uh, especially especially as the Oscars in more recent years have obviously been more embracing either smaller films or films that are sort of not in the English language, things like that. So this is a it's written and directed by Celine Song, who is this is her first it's a debut film, debut feature film. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's primarily a playwright, and it's also semi autobiographical. Uh, so it's about a young woman called Nora, played by Greta Lee, who uh, she has moved. Her family moved from South Korea to Canada initially, and then she ends up in New York City, pursuing mm. her dream to be a writer. But in doing so, she sort of left behind her 
best friend and you know potential boyfriend um and that's sort of part of the story potential sort of possibility uh her potential boyfriend and best friend uh Sung, who is they were they were friends when they were 12 even at one point the young nora sort of speaks about you know get, getting married to him or something like that you know as kids do yeah and like her before they leave her mother sets her up on a basically a date uh with the two of them sort of one last time before they go i mean a play date basically it's a, it's a play date but she 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 asks nora who does she want to sort of would she, would she want to go you know spend time with him and she's mm-hmm. like yes and so yeah they take them for one last sort of trip together and then she moves to canada and their lives go their separate ways but then when they're sort of more grown up when they're in their late 20s i think is it it was like, like 11 years later i think i think it's 12 later, yeah again, yeah 11 12 or 12 years later and then 12 years later again yes yes so, exactly so 12 years 12, then it was 12 and then it was 12 yes yeah, so 12 years later Sung has he's he's done south korean military service Nora's living in New York, and they reconnect over Facebook. They, she just thinks about him one day when talking to her mother. Um, turns out he's been trying to sort of track her down, and they end up reconnecting over Skype, of all things. And they end up spending a lot of time together and and then decide, no, this is, you know, we're, we're not going to. We should take a break. And then another 12 years pass as a sort of older uh, and Nora's life has moved on but now Sung wants to visit New York and actually them see each other for the first time in 24 years now mm-hmm. and it's like I say it's semi-autobiographical so this sort of kind of did happen with Celine Song it's you know this is part of her life and this relationship she had with a friend of hers, and I thought it was a very, it's a sort of very understated film in a way, and it's all about sort of, I don't know, distance between people, both sort of physically and emotionally. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it was a very beautiful film and incredibly well acted. Uh, these two people that, like, what is their relationship now? They, they knew each other very well when they were 12, but then mm-hmm. sort of 12 years later, she'd kind of all but forgotten him. And it was just sort of happenstance they find each other again. And, but like I say, the film is about sort of possibilities, these past lives. So they, they talk about it in the film, this concept that uh, it, can you remember what the concept's called in Korean? I no. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember. Anyone else would have uh, maybe Writ- looked this up and written it down. Written it down. But it, it's it's a, it's this idea of concept in in Korean about how when you meet someone, there's all these like yeah, these past lives, these potential lives that have happened in in. 
you know, in that you don't even know about, and then sort of what can sort of go off in the future, and it's like, yeah, sort of would would life be better if you make this decision or that decision, or how would life sort of change, and and the sort of excitement in that, but also the sort of fear in it, and things like that. It's That's it's right. a fascinating film, I thought. Yeah, really interesting. I found out the the name. What it was it? It's called Inyun. That's it. So I N dash Y U N, where yeah, if you kind of get to know someone in your present life over the past, you know, I think it was something like six hundred or six thousand or something other lives you've interacted with that person at some point and so your your inyun grows and mm. then you're sort of drawn together more so in your present life because of that because of all those past life connections so i probably have mis- made a mistake there in the description and i apologize if anyone uh is much more familiar of course uh, with with that concept but yeah i thought like you say it was really interesting it's an it's a very interesting way of looking at human connection with that sort of spiritual element that I don't think that we in the West necessarily think about because we're not, we're not focused on that kind of a, I don't know, spiritual, like it's a different type of thing, isn't it? So. Yeah. I I think the film as well, what's sort of interesting about it is so, so Nora and Sung are the sort of two main characters, but there is a third third main character and that's the character of Arthur played by John Magaro who is Nora's husband when she's grown up by the time that you know 24 years have passed Nora is now married to Arthur who's a white American he's trying to learn Korean and it's you know this this Sung coming back into her life throws up questions for him. It's like you know him and he he and Nora seem to have this uh, good relationship, but it starts throwing up questions for him as this sort of relationship that you know he had t- you know Sung had with Nora when they were at sort of such a formative age, mm-hmm. and part of it is the. I don't want to say anything about like specific sort of scenes and stuff because some are sort of very powerful, but it's like, yeah, the sort of stuff that's the unknowable, the stuff you can never know about, and there's so much possibility in in everything that was and was not done, or was or was not said, and and things like that, and it's just sort of like how how that can be sometimes emotionally and sort of overwhelming. Um, thinking about, yeah, like I said, if if you did this, would my life be better, worse, the same? Mm-hmm. Like, yep. it would be different, but would it be good? Would it be bad? Would it, who knows? Your your life is sort of your life. It's your life now up until this point is a culmination of all the choices you've made previously. Were some of those choices good? Yeah, were some of them bad? yeah but here is you're here now is what you have and it's sort of quite a yeah 
just a thoughtful, interesting movie. So I would very much recommend. Yes, I, I would agree. I think, well, I don't think there's anything I can necessarily add to your wonderful musings on it there, Chris. <laughs> um, I mean, we we um, rented this movie. What? D- did we? Oh, no, we went to the cinema. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> It's just because I, we watch so many I, films at home, I get confused. <laughs> I started the thing by saying we watched the, yeah, went to the cinema. I know. Um, <laughs> you can cut that bit if you want. <laughs> nope, stay in. <laughs> Dang. Okay. Uh, yeah. So I was gonna because I was gonna say where is it available, but it's it's not yet. Probably. Currently, well, it might still be in cinema somewhere, mm-hmm. but uh, as as a sort of relatively small independent movie. I wouldn't have said it was. Uh, it's not going to be in the sort of necessarily in the big multiplexes. You might still be able to find it somewhere. Okay, well, hopefully, if that has intrigued you enough to want to watch it, you'll be able to find it on a streaming platform somewhere to rent at some point. Um, like you say, it's quite you know it's come out quite recently, so there might there may be a short delay between it being released in cinema and onto streaming platforms, but. Yes, thank you very much, Chris. And shall we have a look at free-to-air television? We shall. All right. A few films on free-to-air television to have a quick chat about. We have got uh, this evening, Friday 13th of October. Yeah. On BBC Three at 9.30pm. Get out. I shan't, Sam. This is my podcast and I'm just going to stay. I'm saying get out. Is the movie. No, I'm I'm going to... I'm putting my foot down. I'm... Oh, oh, sorry. Yes, no, I did pick. Yeah, Jordan Peele's Get Out. You should have said it, Sam. I'm not going to (laughs) go. We could do this for hours, but let's not, for the sake of our listener. And... Yes, yeah, so BBC Three tonight at nine thirty PM. Get out. Jordan Peele's sort of film directorial and writing debut. Uh, he won a, a best screenplay Oscar for it. It was one of those. It was a horror movie that was critically acclaimed and a big success, uh, nominated for multiple Oscars, uh, including saying? I think for best film and also best actor for Daniel Kaluuya. And it, I mean. We shan't go on about it too much because a lot of people know about it, but it's uh, very much well worth a watch. Uh, also coming up in the coming days uh, is Jordan Peele's follow-up, uh, Us, which is also on TV. So look up your uh, TV listings on the TV guide. But uh, two, two very excellent and refreshing horror films. Yes, very much sure. so. Okay, well, moving on to Saturday, 14th of October, on Channel 4 at 9.30pm, it's Knives Out. Easily one of my favourite films of the last five years, Mm. and it stars Daniel Craig as Benoit Blanc, a southern detective, private eye, who is called in to investigate the murder of a very famous author and you've got his very rich insufferable family um bickering about everything 
and extremely insufferable. Extremely insufferable, but it's got an absolutely stacked cast. Uh, like I say, Daniel Craig, Anna Armas is great in this. She's really the sort of heart and soul of the movie. Mm-hmm. But you've got Chris Evans, Tony Collette, Jamie Lee Curtis, Michael Shannon, uh, Don Johnson. You've got Christopher Plummer is uh, in one of his in final roles, um, and it's just Lakeith Stanfield is in there. It's great. It's got so many. And more recently, uh, the second Benoit Blanc mystery, Glass Onion, uh, came out last Christmas. So that's available on Netflix, and there will be a third one coming at some point in the future as well. So that's exciting. It is indeed. When I first heard Daniel Craig doing a Southern <laughs> Bell accent, it was very off-putting. But now I feel like I've seen him in, because he obviously yes, he does the Benoit Blanc, but he also did another movie where he does a Southern accent, which I forget the name of. Logan Lucky. And now when I hear him, I'm like, you're not English. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's convinced you he's actually from Louisiana. Yeah. It's kind of weird. Like when you see him do a Bond, you're like, nah. <laughs> no, that's not what you sound like. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, brilliant. Okay. And last but not least, a um, l- little bit short on the old recommendations, but that's no problem. Um, you know, it's just one of those weeks, isn't it? We have on Monday, the 16th of October on Channel 4 at 10 p.m., a movie called Summer of Soul. So this is a documentary. Uh, it's called, full title is Summer, Summer of Soul, brackets, or When the Revolution Could Not Be Televised. And it's a documentary about the 1969 Harlem Cultural Festival. And this is uh, directed by uh, Amir Questlove Thompson. Uh, so this won the best documentary film at the Oscars uh, last year, I believe. So, yeah, the 1969 Harlem Cultural Festival took place on six Sundays between the 29th of June and August and the 24th of August at Mount Morris Park in Harlem. And so the film sort of basically shows um, this music festival, which was sort of similar to kind of like, and obviously a similar period to Woodstock and things like that, but mm-hmm. nowhere near as, as famous and, and possibly because of the sort of it being largely you know uh african-american performers and well, what do you mean possibly of course that's the reason well it, it did have uh so some of the performers there uh stevie wonder nina simone gladys knight and the pips played sly and the family stone it uh yeah so it, the film but the film investigates sort of why it, what it hasn't been as sort of popular as that but i haven't seen this and this is another one that i'm doing where I put it on the list mm. to sort of remind myself to watch it as well. So Brilliant. Summer of Soul on Channel 4, 10pm, Monday the 16th of October. Well, that sounds very interesting. Thank you for bringing it to our attention. And thank you, listener, for taking the time out to listen to us uh, warble on about <laughs> films once again. Uh, we will be back in a couple of weeks' time. Although actually, I might be. It might be me and Danny rather it than might be. One, rather than yourself, Chris, isn't it? Because because of scheduling con- con- conflicts to do with me, not anything to do with Chris. No, um, just means that it's easier uh, for me to record with Danny. But uh, next week, you will hear from Max and Danny, and they will be telling you about 
the movie that you mentioned earlier that was coming out <laughs> next week, Chris? Uh, Killers was, of the Flower Moon. Yeah, I was feeling really confident about remembering <laughs> that. <laughs> and uh, no, it went, it flew out yep. of my brain. Um, yes, that movie though, I'm sure will be talking about that as well as Max's action films and free-to-air television picks, of course. And uh, yeah, then after that, um, we'll be we'll be back uh, very soon after that. And so, yeah, enjoy spooky season. Stay safe and spooked. And <laughs> yes, thank you again for listening. Take care. Take care. Bye-bye.